So yesterday we came to the conclusion that the Jewish people, when they arrived at Mount Sinai, they, were, they reached a very high spiritual state, a state of unity. We discussed what brought them to this unity, that God didn't request from them to do nothing. He requested of them to do nothing. Right? That's what we discussed yesterday. Um, so there's, there's a very interesting paradox. In general, Judaism is full of paradoxes, full of conf- things that seem to be confusing, conf- conflicting, and we try to understand everything and link everything together and uh, live our lives with everything that, we're, that, that uh, the Torah enlightens us with, which will uh, give us a pleasant um, and happy life. And there's something very interesting that we find when we go through this, the, the discussion in the Torah of what led up to the Jewish people when they received the Torah. There's, we discussed yesterday, the first day, when they arrived at Sinai. the first thing that happened was, they camped, which is obviously a state of, of much closeness um, with Hashem, with their inner self. To be able to be one with everyone around you, to be united and feel like one with everyone around you, takes a person reaching deep inside of themselves and finding where they can um, unite with everyone around them and, um, and put on the side or even withstanding the differences that may be between them and someone else. The following day, we find that what did Hashem tell the Jewish people? Hashem had a series of instructions what the Jewish people should do out of preparation for receiving the Torah. So let's go through source one. In the beginning, I split it into three parts just so we can see the differences. Um, in the, the next thing Hashem said, um, so Bachoydash Shlishi, yeah, they arrived. And then Hashem says, if you will listen to me, and you will keep my covenant, you will be my treasure or from, from all the other nations. Because the whole world is mine. We will be for me a royal kingship of priests. And a holy nation. A holy nation. Um, so here Hashem, the second day, this is what we're told that happened the second day. The second day after they arrived, Hashem said, you're now becoming a holy, priestly, royal people. Which also seems very empowering, seems to be a sign of closeness, where Hashem is offering and bringing them closer and closer to Him. So day by day, they're reaching a place where they're closer and closer to God. Let's continue. What happens the third day? Hashem says, keep them away. Build a boundary, build a border, build a border around the mountain, and tell the Jews, Hashem tells Moshe to tell the Jews, if they dare touch, even the edge of the mountain, it can result in, um, in very negative things. Moisumas. Hashem said, No hand should touch it. There will be stoned. Whether it's an animal or a person, it will not live. Only afterwards, when we know the shofar blew out afterwards, that was the indication that they were able to approach the mountain. Okay. So we see all of a sudden Hashem's changing course. <laughs> First He brings them close. Kishachad v'levachad, you like one, showing love to each other. I'm creating, making you a holy people, a royal people, 
priestly, um, uh, a priestlyhood, and then Hashem says, wait a second. Guys need to stay away. Step back. Okay? Now, let's see what happens next. Hashem comes down to the mountain. Hashem calls Moshe to come up. And Moshe comes up. What does Hashem tell Moshe? Go tell the people. Hashem said, I'm scared. People are going to want to approach the mountain. And if they approach the mountain, many of them are going to fall and die. Even the priests have to be careful. Hashem says, says to Hashem, Hashem, I don't understand. You just told me this yesterday. Or you just told me this before. You're telling me now to go tell them to stay away from the mountain? I just told this to them. They're not able to go up to the mountain. You told me already to tell the people to stay away. And I already told them. Well, you think they're not going to listen? They already told them. They're going to listen. Hashem says to them, no, go back down and tell them, and, and yeah, only iron and you will go up. And the Moshe came down and continues the Aserah Sedibris. So, um, I mean, not exactly, but yeah. So uh, Rashi um, finds, himself finds this interesting. And many people find this interesting. How Hashem tells them to tell the Jewish people to stay away. Then Moshe comes up to Hashem. Hashem says, go back down and tell them again to stay away. Moshe says, I already told them. Hashem says, no, tell them again. I'm scared that something's going to happen. So Rashi explains, tell them a second time. Why? Rashi explains very simply, Pshat. That you have to warn a person and restrict them from doing something beforehand, proceeding to the moment, proceeding to the event. You have to, to let them know, give them instructions of how they can best um, approach the day of receiving the Torah, what the best behavior and conduct for them is. But then, when they actually, when it's actually happening, you need to tell them again. And it's very simple. We, we understand this all in our lives. You can warn someone um, a few days in advance, but then when the day hap- comes, you want to warn them a second time. They may forget. They may, they may um, have forgotten. You know with your own children. And you know sometimes with yourself, um, uh, when you're trying to get yourself to do something, it's not just enough to think about it days in advance. When the time comes, you need to think about it again and remind yourself. So, fine, but we see here that Hashem in some way is very obsessed with the Jewish people not approaching the mountain. And uh, this seems to be a change in, um, in, the, in the approach from uh, the, the first and second day when they arrived at, our, at, at uh, the Midbar Sinai, the Sinai Desert, where then Hashem brought the Jewish people close. So again, like we discussed, there's many conflicting things that we find in Judaism and the instructions in the Torah. And we need to try to find some thread, some way of, of how we can practically apply this to ourselves. Because obviously, every year when Shavuos happens, it happens again. We receive the Torah again. Every day we receive the Torah again. When we say, we know the bracha that we say, we don't say, we don't bless Hashem that Hashem gave us the Torah of our past tense. Right? We bless right. Hashem. We say that Hashem is giving us the Torah. That it's a continuous, constant thing. It happens every day again. It says in Shulchan Aruch that we're supposed to approach um, Kriyashma, like a, like a, I forget the words, Diyutma, like a, like a new decree that you were given from the king on that day. It's not the same that you got the day before. Not the same that you're going to get tomorrow. Every day it's a brand new thing that never existed. 
תהיו בעיניך כחדשם, חדשם ממש, right? Every day it's new. So we, it wasn't just something that happened 3,334 years ago, but it's something that happens again every single day, and of course, more than every single day, when it happened the first time, every year Shavuos, it happens again. So when we approach receiving the Torah again every single year, again, we have the same um, preparation leading up to it. When we do Sfir Saimer, we have... Like we discussed yesterday, the day of Rishchodesh, the unity that precedes it, that we need to be one, which we discussed yesterday. We, then we have Hashem bringing them close, making them a Mamlachas Koyinim, a holy people. But then Hashem says, stay away. Build boundaries, build borders. Which one is it? Is Hashem trying to, what's the message Hashem is giving us? That I want you to come closer and closer and closer, or that I want you to stay away, back up, step back a bit further. Which one is it? The answer is that it's both. I mean, it's clearly both. But how? This is the general, the general um, it's telling us a very general thing when it comes to approaching Torah. Torah not just as an academic subject, but Torah as the holiness of God that Hashem gave us with the Torah. There's two different parts of Judaism, and there's two different part, types of people. And uh, people sometimes resonate and feel better with one of the parts of Judaism. The two parts of Judaism we can split into two. It is the structure of Judaism, the laws, the boundaries, telling you that I give you a schedule every day, you need to be at Shul at this time, you need to say Kriyashma by this time, you need to make sure that you do this and this with your house, with your family, with your wife, and every rule and law that comes up um, every day or once a week or throughout the year. Shabbos, you need to start doing this and you can't do this and that, etc. Um, there's the structure of Judaism. And some people love that. Some people by nature, the Yekisha people, you know, they're very, very into a time is a time, a place is a place, a rule is a rule. And they, it resonates with them and they love Judaism for that. They love it. They love it for the boundaries. They love it for the structure. There's a whole other part of Judaism. And that is what we, some people like to call the fluff. The, the more welcoming part, the spiritual, emotional, social, um, the energy of Judaism. And unfortunately, there are some people that, not unfortunately, fortunately, there are some people that resonate with that. And they resonate with that so much that by their nature, is they don't like structure. They don't like borders. They don't like boundaries. There's a place in California. Like the icing on the cake and the dessert. They exactly. There's a place. There's a place in California known as the Kabbalah Center, and it's a perfect example for this. Here, they have it. They have it here too. They have it here too. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Uh, I remember growing up in Los Angeles. So yeah. there's. You think it's a fun place. You can go there. And they, you know, nice. And these people, it's no, a very positive no, thing. No. But we're like we'll see soon that there's they, there's another part of Judaism which is the. It seems to be a very exciting, spiritual, meditative, and, and very, very um, uplifting part. And the, the, big, the big struggle and journey of a Jew is trying to put two of the two of those together. Some people, and, we're, and we could really discuss both sides because it's very important. Some people resonate with the structure of Judaism. And they don't realize and they, don't, and they don't think about that there's a there's a joy there's a life they there's an the, energy they call them a snagdom. there's a spirituality there's a very there's a very um uh, welcoming part of judaism which is not 
which, which fits within the structure. Every structure, every mitzvah, every avera, everything entire that it says to do or not to do comes with beautiful insights on life and beautiful messages that, are, that can resonate with a person and can really enjoy. You can really come to appreciate it if you understand the parts of Torah which teach you that. So there are people which love the structure, but they don't introduce themselves and they don't let themselves approach and get a taste of the fluff, so to speak, the enjoyable part or of the, the people who just like, let's say, the Kabbalah oh. the song. Exactly. Then, then you have the other people. You have the people that there, the Judaism that they resonate with and they, they, they feel in touch with is the, the, the outside, the external part, the, the enjoyable part of it, the songs, the music, the, um, the, the getting together, the community, the family, the spirituality, the meditation, and etc. But then they say, you want to give me structure? You want to tell me I can't do this and do that? That's not Judaism. That's God. That's not love. That's, that's, that's me connecting love. with God. That's me telling me that I can't do this and could do that. That's restricting me. Judaism is supposed to be a closeness with God, a feeling of spirituality, a feeling of connection. By telling me, oh, you want to be close to God, do this and don't do that. That doesn't make me feel connected. That makes me feel like that you're boxing me into something and telling me that, oh, you can't be yourself. You can't do what you want to do. You have to do this and that. Otherwise, you're not, you're not doing what God wants. Some people, that's, what they, that's the way they feel. So like we see, we have these two very different extremes in Judaism. And, and the Torah is telling us here, as leading up to the moment, you can imagine, this is the highest moment, which we'll have again when Mashiach comes. But until Mashiach comes, even in the Beis HaMikdash, they didn't have such an experience. Hashem only spoke in the, in, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, right? Through the Kruvim, and only, the, only Moshe and the Mishkan. But, good question, good question. Okay, so is this all leading up to the Chabad is the balance? <laughs> but this is, this is something when they, revelation we call it, right? Revelation, when every single Jew heard God speak. There wasn't one prophet, one person. Every single Jew, physically, with their own energy, they passed out because of it, they couldn't handle it. But every single Jew heard God speak. Every single Jew experienced a physical, visible, Revelation of God. They saw, you see, they saw the, the sounds, which maybe we could discuss another time. But they experienced such closeness to God, right? God was very worried. God was very worried. God was scared, so to speak. And God needed to tell the Jewish people that I want to teach you, I want to give you the tools. I want to give you the tools to be able to properly prepare yourself for this moment. So God said, yes, there's two parts to it. And I'm going to give you both parts. And he started with coming close. I want you to be close. I want you to be one, united. I want you to be a mamlachas koyin, a priestly, royal people, a holy nation. Yes, come close, come close. But God said, but wait. You've got to be able to, to hold back. Because sometimes the way God created a human being is when they experience spirituality, unfortunately, it's very easy for that to lead to a strong feeling of self. A, st- a, tr- a strong, it could be a spiritual self, but it can lead to um, a person getting into parts of themselves which is not purely for God, but very selfish. And, it, and people in the name of spirituality could do many things which aren't appropriate um, because they, they, the spirituality is so sensitive and such a, um, a raw and pure area that it's very easy to, to, um, to use it in the wrong way. The problem is the fight to the music. What? The problem is right now. 
So this is this is why God says you have to be very careful. Yes, exactly. So Hashem told the Jewish people, you need both. Hashem said to the Jewish people, therefore, yes, I brought you clothes, but build a border around the mountain. Don't step up. And even when it came the day of, Hashem said to Moshe again, Moshe, what do you mean? The people can't go up. You already told them not to. Hashem said, I know the people. I know a human being. I created them. Go back down and tell them again, stay away. Not it's stay like, away completely. He brought them close. Yeah. He brought like them close. He went to all the nations and, did, and told, them, told them their weaknesses. Do you still <laughs> want it? Uh, they, what, what did he do to the Jews? He said, make it, uh, don't go. <laughs> wet paint, yeah. don't touch. It's oh, wet paint. By the way, if Trust. you don't want it, I'm going to smash him in the Jewish double. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, beautiful. Then he be told again, he didn't say it twice. Like a parent. What? Take I'm full of, yeah, full of a good, he's full of good stuff. He says them like Kalachayad, but he's full of good stuff. Okay. Rebel society. It's actually on the this, is, um, this is the beautiful message the Torah is telling us here, and it's relevant in every part of our life. Even if we find ourselves leading to, uh, leaning to one extreme or the other extreme, we can all experience in our life a bit of both. When we experience a strong um, uh, moment of spirituality, we have, to look, we have to know how to ground it, how to properly translate it in our practical life, how to take that inspiration and bring it into actual continuing our relationship with God and getting closer to God and doing what God wants. Sometimes we can use it and translate it into other things and it can fade away and can lose its, uh, um, its importance. So there's so much more we can discuss about it and practical tools, but uh, this is a taste of it and a little, a beautiful part of the preparation where God's telling the Jew that you need to be able to have the tools to deal with both. To on one hand, come very close to God, very close, but ground yourself and take it with you and have it and allow it to have a practical um, impact on your physical mundane day-to-day life and this is what we, exp- what we should experience every day the Baal Shem Tev said once that it's, a, that it's a wonder how a Jew can daven and not pass out the middle of davening and still be alive when davening is over the Baal Shem Tev said this it's a miracle because, I mean, we, we wish we experienced it. Like the Shem, though, when yeah. if you're davening and the soul is coming closer and closer to God, every step of davening from, from beginning, if you, really, if you were really experienced in the, true, in the true truth of it, feeling like we're in front of God, we would, we would seize, our soul would leave the body. The Baal Shem Tov says the fact that a person can go through this journey of davening every day and still be back to themselves in the physical world is a miracle. Can you direct the sentence of the Baal Shem Tov? Really? Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. The Andar of Magi. From both different sides. Okay. So this is, and this is, so every day we should be experiencing some uh, um, inspiration. And we have to learn how to take that inspiration and make it practical in our lives. And not, um, and not forget about both um, parts of Judaism. God was giving us a, a manual to what's going to help us uh, approach prayer properly. Um, okay, we should all uh, prepare for Shavuos, be ready for the revelation this year, and may the revelation this year be a revelation of Mashiach, Amen. which Amen. we shouldn't have to wait for Shavuos Amen. for that. It should be today. Well,